Welcome to Your Creative Adventure Podcast, where we believe it is possible to make money as an artist doing what you love while glorifying God through your art. We're your hosts, CJ and Shelley Hitz. While you listen to today's episode, we encourage you to get out your colored pencils, markers, or paints and create while you listen. You may also be inspired to take creative notes with your hand lettering and sketches. If so, download our free lettering resources at yourcreativeadventure.com forward slash free. Are you ready to allow God to take your creative adventure further than you ever imagined? If so, let's get started. Welcome to this Artist Spotlight. Today we're featuring artist Ariane Sarno. Welcome, Ariane. Hi, Shelly. Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm so glad to have you. I think your um, story is going to be an inspiration to a lot of people. But before we jump in, let me just share a little bit about you from your bio, and um, then we'll get into the good stuff. <laughs> Ariane um, is an artist from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, which I grew up in Western Pennsylvania, so that's oh, fun. Yes. She specializes in pet, human, and house portraits and does an amazing job, by the way, <laughs> as well as expressive landscapes, works in an array of mediums, including oils, acrylics, and watercolors. She's a proud member of the Sprout Creative Design Team, a handmade artesian watercolor company, and an active art instructor on Skillshare. Yay! <laughs> the knowledge and skills that she's gained from Etsy Entrepreneur, which we'll talk about in a minute, yay, um, have en- enhanced her business and have um, given her the confidence to start vending at arts and craft fairs. For f- more information, you can go to her website, ariannehopeart.com. So, you know, I know part of your story, but a lot of our listeners do not. So, <laughs> Share with us a little bit, like, was art always something that has been a part of you, or is it something that you've recently um, had um, come up? Well, um, I can say yes to both of those questions, because from a very young age, um, if you would ask me what I wanted to be when I was like five or six, artists would have been my answer every single time. Oh, fun. Yeah, I was homeschooled from kindergarten through ninth grade, so being home really a lot of opportunities to hone in on my crafting skills and my art skills. Um, I, I definitely did my schoolwork, but it d- definitely gave me some time to uh, escape to my attic, which was my art room, and I would just lay around and draw all day. And then um, I definitely, I did take private and group art classes, uh, middle school through junior high, and then in junior high, the school district we lived in let me take all of their art curriculum and band classes. So I was able to take all of their classes. So by the time I did integrate into public school, I took most of their art curriculum. And <laughs> it was a really easy transition. Um, so yeah, I mean, I was definitely immersed in the arts my entire childhood. And that's not to say I didn't face my share of adversity and criticism and a I didn't really know how much I should go into this, but I thought that if I really wanted to be true to my story, I should bring it up. Um, but one of my biggest critics was my grandpa. So mm-hmm. my pap, he was a watercolorist in his early days. And then he, by the time the kids came along, he was a stained glass artist. Um, so he had very high standards. I bet. Where he was really encouraging, he could be brutally honest. And um, 
I won't for I will never forget of one experience. I was probably like 14 or 15, just starting to work into watercolors, and I brought home this seascape from one of my um, group classes in the evenings that I took. I was so excited about it because it was the first time I tried watercolors, and his reaction mm-hmm. was very non-reaction, and all he said was, "There's no focal point." Now at 14, 15, I'd taken so many art classes. I knew about focal point. I knew about perspective, but that wasn't the point. Um, it, it was just like he was the college professor where I didn't need one at that time in my life. I was 14, 15 years old, and I didn't need right. one. So um, it kind of <laughs> turned me off to studio art because I was a headstrong teenage girl. Looking back, I'd tell her, you know, who cares? You know, pursue your passion. But it, it really put a damper on things and caused started to cause a little bit of rift between us. Um, so that by the time I did go to college, I decided to, um, instead of studio art, I decided to do art history. And oh, wow. don't regret that at all. I loved art history. Um, it definitely gave me a lot of opportunities to travel. I studied abroad my senior year, had a blast. Um, but... <laughs> By the time graduation came, I was still left with, okay, what are you going to do now? Because art history is one of those things, if you don't work in museums or research, I mean, you, you have to do further education anyways. And by the time I graduated, I realized I wanted to do art conservation, and I didn't take enough science and chemistry prereqs in my undergrad. So I was put into this circle of retail hell where I worked both two or three retail jobs at the same time while trying to do undergrad community college um, science classes in order to qualify to go into grad school programs. So it was kind of, it was a very directionless time in my life. Um, I keep my husband around that time too. So he had his own dreams and passions as well. And he was a mechanic for probably about five or six years when we had met and his dream was to go to nursing school someday. So it's very, very different. Right. (laughs) At that time, uh, his dream was a lot more defined than mine. And it was kind of a really quick whirlwind romance, I guess you could say. So I decided to um, take a step back from college for a while and um, focus on what we could do because we knew we wanted to get married and what, what could we do to you know, take us further as a family? And he has a, a son. I have a stepson. He's 16 now and he was five at the time. So wow. quickly going to school for art conservation in New York City kind of just vanished. And I was okay with that. I didn't really want to do that anymore. And at the, same, at the same time, I don't really know if I really wanted to do that. It was just kind of like, oh, that seems cool. I want to do that. Yeah. So, um, took a step back from classes. And around that time, um, my relationship with my grandfather was getting a lot more strained and he was very vocal with expressing his disappointment that I wasn't doing anything with my art education. Um, we went toe to toe a couple times and um, long story short, it got to the point where he said things he regretted, hopefully maybe, I don't know. I said things I regretted, we cut ties. Unfortunately, that was the last year of his life, and we didn't really talk at all. On his deathbed, we kind of reconciled, but it, it still kind of was this heavy weight that was hanging throughout a lot of my adulthood until now. But um, 
And I just want to say something to you yeah. right now. I just feel like I'm supposed to say this to you that. Yeah. Sorry, Connie, I, and I'm just like, wow. Yeah. I just know that like your grandpa would be so proud of you right now. <laughs> I think so. I hope yeah. so. <laughs> yeah. And you know, um, Julia Cameron talks about like those um, creative injuries that happen mm -hmm. along our path. And, you know, I think that whole situation with your grandpa, I think a lot of people will be able to relate to that of some sort of creative injury happening, whether it was someone speaking something over you or something that happened or didn't happen. And um, we all, you know, we all have those moments in our, in, you know, in our journey. So thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, thanks. Um, and I went back and forth, like I said earlier, that I didn't even know if I wanted to talk about because I didn't want it to become like a half bashing um, experience because I, I know my mother and grandmother are going to be listening to this at one point. But um, and at first I was thinking, oh, I'm just like a whiny girl whining. Oh, they were picking on me. But no, I mean, I was reacting anyway as 16, 20 22 year old girl would have reacted if a grandfather that, you know, she admired her whole life sat in his glass studio watching him make stained glass windows all the time, just with such an admiration, um, kind of reacted to my work. I, I think I was reacting appropriately. Now looking back, I was reacting how any girl who was very hurt by a family member would have. Um, but yeah, I didn't really know how to react at the time besides an anger. So yeah. things happened, but um, we're able to move on. And then right after he died, um, my husband and I ended up getting married. And about a year later, we moved in with my parents um, because I had been working a couple retail jobs. He was working at the mechanic as well. And it was ready for him to make the leap to become a nurse. So we moved in with my parents, lived there for four years, but it was, it was a blessing. They, they were so good to keep us in because he had to complete, completely quit his job because nursing wow. was a big deal. So that's kind of where I fell into being a dog groomer. I needed a job desperately closer to my parents' house. So this was like my third job that I picked up and I was selling hamsters and birds and it was terrifying because I, Oh man, it was really scary. So <laughs> finally they needed someone to answer phones in the grooming salon one day and I never went back out onto the floor to sell birds and hamsters. Um, and they trained me to become a groomer and it was just something that just made sense at the time. It was a, really stable job. So it really provided stability throughout my husband's transition. And I mean, even though we lived with my parents, we still had bills. I still had um, college bills and everything. So it came at the right time. And it turned out that I was really good at it. So I guess all those like sculpture classes and art classes. Yeah. It's like a form um, of art. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it really is. Um, and I was really sought after for a lot of pet parents because they saw my attention to detail. So I really didn't go very far with the company and grooming became my life for at least the next seven, eight years. And, um, a little bit along the way, um, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to lie. My husband and I started having a lot of, um, problems. That's not really my story to tell right now, but long story short, I was, Around, um, maybe it was like fall 2017, I was getting really, really bummed out and I was getting this unfounded resentment towards him. And it was just springing from 
me being overworked at my job because by then I was still a learning salon manager and I was working relentless nights and weekends. It was taking all the joy out of grooming. Mm -hmm. uh, I literally was alienating everyone from my life or alienating myself from everyone in my life. So it was a really hard time. And unfortunately I was taking it out on him and it was just a bad time for everyone. Not to mention um, that June of 2017, um, yeah, June 2017, our house caught on fire. So oh my goodness. Yeah, we had to live in a hotel for a couple of months and wow. added to a lot of stresses. And by that time I did go, to, I quit my corporate job at the corporate grooming place and I went to a individual or yeah, an individual uh, run grooming shop and that has its own set of stresses. But um, when we were living in the hotel, it was kind of like the make or break time, like figure out what you want to do with your life because you both can't continue living this way. It's just, the resentment is just going to build up and <laughs> it wasn't going to be good for any of us. So when we moved back into our house, we just had a good talk and decided that it was kind of my turn to figure out what I wanted to do since I had supported us throughout his whole career change. Everything we had built up to was leading pretty much for me to be able to take a step back. And we didn't have a lot of time or wiggle room to work with, but we knew that we had time for me to step aside from my job and figure out if art was a thing. Because around all through um, grooming, I did groom a couple, or I did paint a couple pet portraits here and there for friends and oils. And every time I painted a pet portrait, I just got so much joy. Yeah. And, and there's all there was all this, always this what if in the back of my head, like, mm -hmm. you know, do people even really? And and that's the thing, I wasn't even sure if people even really did that for a living at that time because I didn't even look into it that much. I was just kind of like, oh no, that's. And that's something that, you know, real artists and galleries do. No one out, no one commissions portraits these days. They do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the things we tell ourselves, right? <laughs> I know, right? Um, so yeah, at that time I was like, you know what? I had so much joy the last couple of pet portraits I did. I really want to see if I can make something happen in the next couple months. So that Christmas uh, 2017, I was able to pay a couple bills with some pet portraits um, but yeah, <laughs> but it got to the point like early, like late winter, early spring that I knew commissions are going to dry up soon. What, what do I have to do to fit into this art business thing? And I started going on Instagram too, realizing that people do use that as a platform to sell themselves. I, I don't know. I had no idea any of that. I know. Like I, I was on Instagram a little bit, but when I did my art stuff, I started about like um, two and a half, almost three years ago, but I was like, whoa, everyone, all the artists are on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's literally how I reacted. Like disbelief, like really people do this. And around that time too, I started doing watercolors and dabbling back into that. I had an old set and I found that I really liked that. So that was a weird transition between pet portraits and I'd switched from oils to acrylic because it was more productive. And then I moved from acrylics to watercolor. So it was a big discovery period, but also kind of in the back of my head the entire time was, oh my gosh, what do I do? What do I do? I started an Etsy shop and that really didn't go well because I had no idea 
what I was doing or how to really market myself as an actual creative brand. So um, that summer, um, Vanessa Lesniak from the Sprout Creative reached out and wanted to see if I could be a part of their design team. So that gave me a lot of confidence to continue on to the watercolor path that I was kind of like up in the air. Oh, this is kind of fun, but I wasn't really sure if I could do anything with it. So that was a really cool thing. And then right around where it was crunch time, I need to figure out what I need to do to keep this afloat or I need to go back to work. Uh, you kind of popped into my life. And um, I, I, I'll definitely not forget the first couple interactions we had. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if you know how much of an impact you had on it with these couple comments. You had written some really nice comments on my art, but they weren't like the normal comments you get, like "oh, beautiful" or anything like that. You wrote actual questions, like "oh, do you have any YouTube channels or tips and tricks that you share on a closed Facebook group for your artist followers?" <laughs> I know. I was like, I want to learn from you. Like, can you like do a class or something? <laughs> it literally never occurred to me that I had anything to offer. Or wow. That one person, that person that someone sought information out of. I don't, I don't know why. I just never thought that I could do that. So um, after a couple of times of us, you know, chatting back and forth about art and stuff, it just made me realize I, I could do this. And then started talking about Etsy Entrepreneur and I decided to make a leap and at that time I didn't even have a computer. Um, oh, I, wow. I, I no, didn't know I didn't that have, part. No, I didn't have a computer last <laughs> summer. I didn't get it until um, like end of August, beginning of September this past 2018. Wow. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, everything just kind of fell into place after that. And um, with NC Entrepreneur, it just kind of put me on the right path and helped me really develop who I want to, how I want to present myself. Because, so. um, you know, what I saw is after like you took the course, then you like, you did the work, like you did all of the things. And I love that because <laughs> like you were ready and you relaunched your shop, right? Yes. Yes. I did do a whole relaunch because I launched my shop in I think it was like March, 2018. And then I got connected with you in the summer. And by the time I relaunched, I think it was the end of September. I re completely redid my, uh, my personal website because everything was so disjointed what I had. And when I was looking into, okay, what are my next steps? That was all my information that I was getting was so disjointed. So really your class helped me kind of figure out who I am and basically merge everything. I rebranded myself, restructured my entire webs Etsy website and my personal website. Um, so yeah, I, I didn't have anything until you put all this ideas in my mind. Well, and now, now you're like digitizing things. You have stickers, yes. you have like magnets and prints and cards and right. I mean like, yeah, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm like the laziest person when it comes to updating my Etsy. Um, but yes, I did have, I do have a lot of stuff out there. And pretty much the game changer was learning how to make prints out of my watercolors. Yes. I had this conversation with you before about how I, I hoard my originals. I'm like afraid to let them go. Yes. I, I was researching about how to digitize and how to make prints, but it was just so much easier with Etsy Entrepreneur because they gave me, you gave me like this whole 
set of things that I should think about. And now that I have prints out, I literally I'll paint a picture. Hmm, should it turn into a print? If it gets good reactions, yeah, I'll turn it into a print. And it's just so easy to do that. But I, I am a little bit lazy with the updating part, but <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> but the cool thing is, is that, um, you know, for you, every artist is different, but for you, it was really hard for you to sell the originals. Yes. And so now you have a way to sell your artwork in multiple formats. And if you get a commission or if you get someone that wants something in a certain way or a certain type of product, I mean, you have those skills now and the ability to do that. But tell us a little bit about some of the art shows or art fairs that you've been going to as well. Yeah. So, um, in the fall I started, I was, I got reached out to by um, raw artist events and they do uh, events throughout the country. They do um, like pretty much artist networking events. So I got invited to do one of theirs and I really, really liked it. I mean, there, it was a really unorganized event to begin with, but it really made me realize that I could do more than just sit behind a computer screen. And now that I had all those tools and resources, I felt confident to present myself. I was able to just the simple things down to like creating your logo and turning it and digitizing it and turning it into a rubber stamp that I can stamp on the back of my magnets and handmade uh, bookmarks and stuff was just opened up so much stuff. So I did that in the fall and that now I started um, in my little town across the river from me that I grew up in, they have a new artist vendor uh, event location. So every, the first of every Sunday of the month, um, they have little artist fairs. So I've been doing those. I'm going to do another one in May. And it's just really fun just setting up a booth, awesome. yourself, you know, everything that you have to offer and interacting with customers that way. I feel like more comfortable doing that. I am super glad that my Etsy is up and running because I can have that little sign by my art fair, by my art, yeah. like, oh, more prints available on my Etsy and stuff. So that was really fun. And it, yeah, it just definitely gave me the confidence to step out from behind the computer screen. Yeah. And I, I, I follow you, you know, I'm not on Instagram every minute, but like I saw some of your um, pictures from your events and everything looked really professional and you had a great setup and I'm just so proud of you. It's so awesome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I definitely feel like this is what I've meant. I'm meant to be doing. Yes. Yes. I got chills about that. <laughs> and I think one of the things when I met you, I was just like, she's good. Like she's <laughs> good artist. And like, I was like, you've only been doing this for like, <laughs> you know, but you've been an artist your whole life. Yes. You know? But it wasn't until like a year ago that I did watercolor, that I started watercolors. So, but you know, you had, you know, artistic ability and skills. Yeah. And so, you know, it just, it just is like, now it's just coming out of you and yeah. now you're teaching yeah. Skillshare classes. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, and, and that was another thing that I never thought that I would be the one to teach classes. I don't know why, but yeah, just the fall, I just thought it, you know, why not add another thing to my plate, my first <laughs> Skillshare class, and it went over really, really well. Uh, one of my forest paintings that got really popular on Instagram, I had so many people asking for live feeds of that and video tutorials and uh, might as well do that for my first Skillshare class. 
So that got a lot of good um, reviews. So I made a second one. And then my third one is a little bit more in depth and more theory related. So, you know, it'll catch on eventually. <laughs> just got to keep telling myself that next class I do, I'm definitely going to do a quick fun class because last one was a little bit um, long for me. But uh, yeah, it, I just never thought that I'd want to teach and I really enjoy it. So yeah. And you know, it's amazing. Like I think Skillshare is a great place to get started mm -hmm. because there's not that pressure. It's like, there's, you know, thousands of classes to choose from for one price. You know, that's where I got started teaching, mm -hmm. get the experience and who knows, maybe that will lead to something else for you in the future. Maybe not, but yeah. you know, it's just so exciting. And, and then it's an, an, um, a, an extra source of income. So yeah. It's like yes. a, another income stream, you know, that you can have um, for your art. And, you know, you started off, you know, with an art degree, art history, mm -hmm. but then, you know, you were at all these years in retail or in, you know, pet grooming and all of these other things. And so how does it feel for you now to like say, I am an artist and like <laughs> to be doing this as a career? It feels amazing. I it wasn't until a few months ago that I finally, when people ask me what I do, oh, I'm an artist. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it wasn't until recently. Um, but it feels amazing. I just feel like this is what I'm meant to do. And it, it was a long road to get here. But now looking back, everything we did, every time my path was redirected to, you know, completely opposite ends of what, you know, I kind of wanted to do when I was growing up, it kind of all built to a good foundation for me to basically go on and be, become an artist. Yeah. Now, I mean, there's people listening right now that also either aspire to have a business with art or to, to grow, um, you know, their art business. Do you have like any like advice for them from your own journey? Yeah. Um, Basically, just don't be discouraged if you feel like it's taking you too long to get where you be. And especially if your path that you've been on has been redirected so many times uh, to accommodate other people in your life. Uh, basically, it's never too late to listen to that what if in the back of your mind. Mm, I love especially, that. Yes. Especially if, you know, you've been detoured so many times. Just think of those detours as setting a foundation and everything happens for a reason and just keep that what if in the back of your head and just try it. It may work out. It may not try something else, but you know, you gotta try. Yeah. And I love that because, you know, um, I can't remember who said it. It's like, you know, it's taking too long. Well, time's going to pass anyways. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. and it does take time. I think that's the biggest thing with, um, pursuing, you know, making money with your art or as an artist, it's, it's not like just going and getting a job as a doctor or a nurse or, you know, or something like that. Yeah. It's like, it, it's a process of building a yeah. business, building clientele, figuring out like, what is it really that you love to do or building those additional multiple streams of income. And, um, I just love that, you know, um, of just, you know, not giving up because, mm -hmm. um, you know, that's the thing it, um, when, when you persevere and that's what I feel like for yeah. you, you just, you, you did, you didn't give up yeah. <laughs> you yeah. and, um, I love that. So if, if people have kind of resonated with you or if they want to check out your classes or your artwork or things like that, um, what's the best way for them to connect with you? Basically anyone 
can get to any of my outlets of creativity through my website at ariannehopeart.com. And um, that website will take you to my Skillshare class links, my Instagram feed. I do have some uh, art galleries on my website, but most of the time I don't update it because I'm very lazy with that as well. But I <laughs> update my Instagram all the time. So you can find me on Instagram at Ariane underscore hope underscore, but it's just easier to go to ariannehopeart.com and you can find it all there. Yeah, I love that. And um, are you still doing the pet grooming and the pet portraits and all of that right now? Not, I'm definitely doing pet portraits. The grooming, not very much. I have a few clients here and there that I've kept okay. over the years, but I'm mainly trying to phase that out of my life eventually and just become a full artist. I love that. That's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for all your help and encouragement. And like I said earlier, I, I just you just kind of fell into my lap at the right time. So it just kind of made me realize that I could do things and I could be an authority that people look to. And it's just great to know that people can see me that way. And now I'm trying to see myself that way too. Yes, I love that. And I guess I, um, I wanted to mention something about that earlier and I forgot, but for all of those of you that are listening, like you never know how powerful your mm -hmm. words can be for someone else. And yeah you see something in someone else, call it out, let them know, um, private message them or comment on their things. You know, I think we all just, um, there's so much self doubt. There's so much of that inner critic. There's so much, um, resistance and perfectionism and procrastination that, um, you know, it's such a beautiful community on Instagram anyways, but, mm -hmm. And I just, I love that, that, um, that, that was just one that I was able to be one small part of your journey. And then you can now go and do that for others as well. Definitely. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank Definitely. you so much for being, um, on our artist spotlight today and sharing your story, Ariane. Thank you so much for having me, Shelly. I can't wait to hear it when it comes out. All right. All right. Thank you guys for being here and listening and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Before you leave, I wanted to share with you a free gift. I have a free training called How You Can Earn a Full-Time Income as an Artist, a $97 value for free, and you can sign up for that free gift at yourcreativeadventure.com forward slash artist income. And if you've wanted to turn your passion for art into income, then this training is for you. So you're going to learn 10 real life examples of what's working today to earn money as an artist. They're real life case studies. I'm going to share with you how diversifying your income can help you grow your art business much faster. You may struggle if you're relying on one income stream only. You'll learn how to sell your artwork online, the specific partnerships you should consider as an artist, and two passive income streams that can be very profitable. And the cool thing is that artists that have taken this free training are getting results. For example, Valerie Lynn said 10 days after watching the webinar, she had already sold $400 worth of art. And Shannon Santa Maria said, that after watching the webinar, she took the risk and took her work to a boutique and sold over half of her items. 
What do you have to lose? There are so many opportunities for us as artists today. Sign up for free at yourcreativeadventure.com forward slash artist income, and then let me know your takeaways and your results. Tag me at your creative adventure. I can't wait to help you make money as an artist doing what you love. This is Shelly Hitz. Thank you so much for joining me in this free training. Thank you for listening to this episode of Your Creative Adventure with CJ and Shelley Hitz, where we believe it is possible to make money as an artist doing what you love while glorifying God through your art. If you've been encouraged or inspired in any way by today's podcast, we'd love to hear from you. Take a screenshot, post it on social media, and tag us at Your Creative Adventure so we can connect with you and cheer you on in your art journey. It also means the world to us when you take a few moments to post a rating and review on iTunes. Once you do, send an email to support at yourcreativeadventure.com with a screenshot of your review and we'll send you our Plan It Day goal setting worksheets, a $47 value for free. We believe you have been given unique creative gifts and a specific role to play in the kingdom of heaven that will make an impact for eternity. Join us next time as we partner with God to help you take your creative adventure further than you ever imagined.